I'm starting without a microphone. Now here we go. Uh, today is a morning. Happy retrograde. Uh, <laughs> it's been really retrograde out here, so we're just going to jump on into that, right? So today's show is going to be a mix of a few things. Um, we're going to end off with some tarot card readings, and we're going to start off with some topics, you know, and some common themes that have been coming up. So I asked uh, on my story, and I have a link in my bio for people who want to, like, ask questions or, you know, talk about themes. So one of the questions I asked was, like, what's a common theme that's coming up for you right now? And um, quite a few people answered, so I'm going to do my best to, like, keep short answers and be able to answer everybody. And also, if you're tuned in and you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask or, you know, uh, talk about in general, you know, feel free to put that in the comment section. And... Yeah, good morning. I hope everybody woke up okay. I know uh, I woke up okay. I had a little weird. It was just a little weird. Nothing too crazy, though. But we're here, and we, we still made it work, right? So starting off with the question, how do we navigate retrograde, right? So right now, we're in a thing called retrograde. I'm not going to get into the specific details of like everything that's happening astrologically um so i'm just gonna keep it real simple retrograde is when mercury retrograde specifically and retrogrades are when planets appear like they're going backwards but really they're just moving slower and once we understand that we can really just kind of understand like that's exactly what the universe is asking us to do not go backwards, but maybe just move slower a little bit and kind of pay attention and ease into everything that's going on. So I didn't even have a moment to adjust myself, so I'm just going to go ahead and adjust myself on this show real quick. <laughs> Starting over that microphone. <laughs> but yeah, so Mercury Retrograde is all about just slowing the pace down and, you know, seeing what's going on around us. Like, on a scientific note, Mercury Retrograde affects you know, Mercury is the ruler of communications and things of that sort. So even airplane pilots and, you know, a few other different major things, like really actually consider retrograde. Like they won't take certain routes and do certain things. So it's affecting us on a, sci on a cellular level, you know, um, as well as like an emotional subconscious level and things of that sort. It's not just like a a theory of astrology, you know, it's something that is, is definitely grounded in reality. And I feel like the more people are becoming aware of it, the more they're realizing, you know, and it, it could be kind of thought that, you know, placebo, right? Oh, okay, I know Mercury retrograde messes with X, Y, and Z. So that's why I'm thinking or feeling this stuff. And like, that could be very real. I know for me personally, I didn't even realize that a retrograde was coming up so soon. And there was a few things going on, like, people, also it affects, like, people on the road. Like, this is definitely a time you don't want to take a risky, like, run into the deli and not pay for the meter because, like, this is a time where a lot of people tend to get tickets. Uh, you know, a lot of accidents happen, you know, not necessarily just car, just, like, accidents in general. That's why it's always asked to, you know, just take a moment, go slower, drive, either drive slower, you know, or just... Do whatever you need to do to ground yourself, right? 
so I lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to take a moment and slow down myself <laughs> and uh, and get grounded in this present moment. And, you know, I wasn't intending on starting off the podcast with, like, doing the bowl. But I have a root chakra bowl with me. And I'm feeling like, if any of y'all are feeling like me this morning, maybe it's beneficial if we get into this first. you are whatever you're doing if you want to just take a moment and ground down with me i'm going to play the sound healing bowl that i have here that's attuned to a low frequency and a, a lower frequency to ground us into our bodies it's root chakra it's all about survival safety and things of that sort so if it feels good for you just taking a deep breath in through your nose out through your mouth, closing your eyes and allowing yourself to receive the vibrations to help us to slow down, to feel safe in our body and to feel nice and stable, sturdy and ready for our day in a good way like that. nice i don't know about you guys but i needed that that was a big 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 mood so shout out to the frequencies of this bowl and to david and to all the hands that it's touched and to all the ears that it'll be heard from so yeah thank you for taking that moment to slow down with me you know, just like the bowl, when when it's being played, it's like you start it off and it's like kind of slowly making, picking up that vibration. And it's like 
getting bigger and bigger, but it's slowly doing that. And at first you hear the sound of the, um, I forgot what it's called, but the thing that you hit it with, right? The mallet. And it, at first you hear that sound more. And sometimes that sound, like sometimes my ear likes it and sometimes my ear doesn't like the sound so much, you know, but when I'm not focused, but it's a, it's a tool, it's a means to, to bring up a frequency, right? So it's, it's a, it's a vehicle for the design of this energetic bowl lifting up this frequency and how it starts off slow and then it gets higher and it gets deeper. And, you know, I feel like that's something that Mercury retrograde in general just teaches us to do is like, you know, I know a lot of people get nervous around this time. Like, oh, you know, I don't I, I don't want to sign no documents and do no things like that. It's like I definitely don't recommend, you know, at this time, you know, if you're contemplating on like hitting up your ex or like, you know, you're thinking a lot about past things like I strongly recommend you don't do it. You know, <laughs> maybe sit with what medicine is coming up for you. Sometimes uh, exes will come out of the woodwork at this time, you know, whether it's one, two, multiple, like whatever the case is, or you might be the ex that's coming out the woodwork. So it's important for us to check ourselves and remain grounded, uh, not only for how we are in our own reality, but how we can affect others, you know, and rather than acting impulsively, just kind of sitting with the feelings because the strongest feeling that we feel isn't always the one we should act on, right? We can be, like, big mad, like, big, big mad, but, like, maybe if we sit with why we're, like, mad, we can kind of understand how it's coming from a space of being hurt and have compassion and kind of nurture that part of ourselves that needs attention rather than deflecting it and projecting whatever anger or hurt is coming out of us onto others, you know? So it's just you know, doing our best to do our best. And that's really all I want to say about Mercury Retrograde. You know, there's a lot of material, a lot of different sources. I could plug that into the comments, you know. I think it's important to not get so wrapped up in all of the the details. Like, if you like details, I love details. Don't get me wrong. Like, I will go online and I'll research all of the things. Well, more recently, I've just been, like, asking myself, like, what am I feeling right now at this time? Like, what is it that is coming up for me and how can I navigate this? Because, you know, just like even if you've ever like had a dream and you're looking up dream symbolism, it's like, it's cool, you know, that it's available and maybe we can find some kind of like grounding in finding what something means out, right? But it's so generalized. We couldn't possibly it sometimes it's more confusing right to find out more information about something that's generalized rather than looking at it like well why is my either conscious subconscious spirit whatever whatever it is that you believe happens when you go to dream into the dream world like asking yourself hmm, well I wonder how that's coming up or why that's coming up in that way and then kind of removing yourself from the dream and looking at it like as if somebody told it to you and you knowing that person maybe putting it together in that way being curious you know uh take everything with a grain of salt even when it's coming from my mouth you know take everything with a grain of salt take what resonates and leave what doesn't and yeah so mercury retrograde nothing to be super afraid of uh you know it is kind of weird time just 
slow down and take your time. That's my advice. Just listen to what your body's asking of you. And um, and when you feel those really intense emotions, do your best to sit with yourself and ask yourself what it is that you need in those moments so that you're not, you know, leaving yourself. Because it's like when we are like, oh, okay, oh, I'm feeling this uncomfortable feeling. Let me pick up and scroll. Let me do this and let me go out and let me do that. It's like if that's the best you can do at the moment, like definitely don't feel guilt or shame around that. You know, just accept that that's how you're coping with it at that time. And then move forward, and then maybe the next time you're feeling that feeling, you can kind of be like, oh, okay, I want to st stick with this. Because it's like when we run away from that feeling, it's almost like we're giving that self-abandonment a little bit. So I strongly encourage you to stay with yourself through thick and thin like you would, you know, with a partner. Because you are your partner, you know. Our body is our partner. It's our vehicle in this lifetime, you know, our that our soul kind of glues into. So, yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. So I'm going to move on to the next the, the next uh, topic, theme, question, whatever the case is. So we got navigating retrograde. Hmm. How to be less apologetic about being yourself. I think the more we can be, the well, the less apologetic and the more we can feel comfortable in being ourselves is when we're just learning to accept ourselves in different ways. I think that that just takes time and effort. You know what I mean? Like that just takes like consistency, like just sitting with ourselves. Like even when we're like, Oh, that's cringe or, Oh, I wish I didn't do it. It's like, Oh, it's okay because I did it because that's what I wanted to do in the moment or that's how I navigated or that's how I reacted, but that's okay. You know, it's like, of course we can see ourselves for these incredible beings that we are looking at our strengths and being like yo like I love that I consider people and I love that I you know do five jumping jacks when I wake up instead of you know laying in bed for five minutes whatever it is whatever it is that you like and or love about yourself it's important to center as well as especially when we're like doing the self-reflection work when we're in that process of like, okay, this is what I need to work on. This is what I need to work on. Especially when you're in that space, like making that time and putting in that effort to be like, okay, what do I have space to work on? Like, what am I ready to let go of to then add something into my regimen? Because if we don't consider that, then we're like overwhelming ourselves. We're trying to, you know, load up more a download when we have no space on our, you know, computer or on our being. Right. So it's, we got to like clean up and defrag and make the space for the new downloads and the new installs. Like it's same thing. It's a, it applies with our bodies, with our minds, you know, it's just about accepting ourselves in, in totality and it's a lot easier said than done, but it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. And I strongly encourage, you know, and want to remind everyone, like it, like I feel like a lot of these questions kind of coincide with each other and that being like, you know, there's another one that's accountability versus compassion, right? And, um, you know, in that one, finding that balance, like those can both coexist. It's about just being honest with ourselves. And I think that's also how we can be unapologetically ourselves is just being honest with ourselves. Like, hmm, I want to do, say you have a goal, right? 
you want to be consistent with waking up and meditating every day. So say one day you go to sleep at like 7 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and you can't wake up at 8 o'clock, you know, to meditate, and you have the ability to have a little bit of space to sleep. Maybe having compassion for yourself in that day, you know, like, okay, I won't, I won't be able to meditate at the same time at 8 o'clock, like I said, I would all week, but I'll meditate once I wake up. And I'll make this space and I'll create that space. But not having that compassion, right, is like then we create like guilt and shame and hatred towards ourselves because we're like, if we do it, then we're not honoring the fact that our body legitimately needs sleep. And we have and we know we have accessibility to the sleep. And then if we continuously run a cycle or run a habit of sleeping in late and and not doing it. That's where the accountability comes in. Like, check in with yourself and be like, all right, well, is this something I'm doing all the time? Or is this something that I'm doing, you know, every once in a while? And even if it is something that you're doing all the time, still finding compassion. Because it's like, in order to have accountability, you kind of need to have compassion in a big way like because you can have if you want in my opinion if you are going to have it long lasting like longevity in it we can have discipline but if we don't know why we have discipline in certain things if we're not looking at it and viewing as viewing at viewing it as something that we're doing for self rather than for someone else then it's going to be fleeting because eventually when we're not getting the validation that we want from whoever or whatever. We're not going to be disciplined all of a sudden. You know what I mean? If you're if you're going to the gym every day because you're trying to, you know, impress a person at the gym, you know, or something like when you stop getting your fix, when you're stop getting your uh different chemical reactions in your brain and endorphins and when that stops pumping your brain's going to look for something else to find to feed it so with that knowing I think it's really important for us to plant seeds for ourselves to validate ourselves to hold ourselves accountable for the goals that we want to achieve and then have compassion when we don't achieve them maybe we have an unrealistic timing you know maybe we're supposed to move slower with something it's okay to move slow. It's like, you know, it's one of those things that we're told our whole life, you know, from people older than us usually, you know, their parents, parents, friends, like Dia's uncles, aunties, like whatever the case is. It's like, you know, slow down. There's no rush. There's no rush, right? But like, it feels like there is, right? It's like the world is crashing down. This is happening. And these people are moving. This is, it feels like a rush. I got my bills to pay I got rent owed on the first I got you know bills owed on the 22nd the 24th and 28th like of course it feels like a rush you know but I mean I was gonna say name one time that <laughs> rushing helps but <laughs> I have ADHD so it does help sometimes for me personally. <laughs> so I can't I can't stand on that statement. Um, like the pressure itself, you know, the procrastination leading to the end, the executive dysfunction until the very close to the deadline, presenting my project in school the next day after finishing the night before, you know. Things of that sort. Is it the most ideal thing? No, but doesn't get done, yes. So I'm not gonna say that, but maybe you Maybe it's less stressful for our central nervous system and our body in general if we do take the time 
and go at something in a slower pace and kind of just give energy to it when we feel good to give energy to it. You know, I went to an event last Saturday. Shout out to Steven and Charlie and everybody that was at that event. You know, it was really dope over at Mother Pugs. And um, I was having a conversation outside with a few friends and we were just talking about how, like, it's we wish that we could operate more so from a place of or organic, uh, like an organic reaction, right? Organic want to do something rather than like something forced. And there's things that are really important to note that like in a lot of our social interactions, we can actually navigate that way if we view it in that way, where we're not giving as much energy to certain things that we don't want to give energy to. And we are giving energy things that we do want to give energy to because at the end of the day, ultimately, any source of communication, energy, focus is feeding something or it's starving something. So it's really important to note, like, what are we what are we choosing to feed and what are we choosing to starve, right? So if we're feeding an interaction that we constantly do not want to engage in, we're, like, giving it the okay for it to continue to exist in our life. If we're like, mm, you know what, actually, I don't really want to talk to this person. I don't feel good when I'm having a conversation with this and there's nothing that's requiring me to have this conversation. I'll respectfully not ghost. I mean, personally, I mean, you do you, but like I, I personally will kind of just make a statement where I like, I don't have the space to have this conversation right now, you know, and kind of leave it there like that. So it's just, and that can be applied to every other thing. You know, obviously there's certain things like we might not want to wake up to go to work, but like, you know, some of us do. And, uh, but we know we have to do that because obviously we need money, we need to sustain life and things of that sort. So there's, there's balance with the accountability and compassion, you know, and I think that everybody just has a different um, balance beam and we all need to like kind of find out what that looks like and feels like in a good way. So I hope that that kind of shine light on that topic. Uh, another topic that was coming up and theme that was coming up for people is not people pleasing. Once again, all of these topics that are coming up are like really kind of um, in like a similar thread. And I feel like it's coming up with like self-respect and just like honoring ourselves and honoring what it is that we need and how we interact with other people. You know, people pleasing comes from well, it comes from a lot of things, but one of the places that people-pleasing tendencies come from is a uh, neglect of some sort, usually, usually like some kind of emotional neglect as a, as a child, right? Growing up, there might have been something that we wanted to, um, you know, be kind of validated in our existence or navigating whatever it was as a child, and we didn't receive that, so we looked for it outside of our, like, family dynamic or we weren't taught to give it to ourselves, right? So then we spend a lot of time in our life, sometimes our whole life, you know, looking for someone or something to kind of fill that, that void, that emptiness feeling, that unworthiness feeling, that not enough feeling within ourselves. So, you know, we might do something for someone and off the first thought, we're like, oh, I'm being so nice. I went to the store and I got this person, this thing. Then you dig a little deeper and you're like, well, well, why did I get them this thing? Did I get them this thing because they I genuinely wanted to? Or did I get them this item because I know that when I give it to them that they're going to be happy and they're going to appreciate me and they're going to value me more and then I'm going to get serotonin from that and feel worthy of existence? And, you know, regardless of what your answer is, 
something to feel ashamed of. At some sort, this is at some point there. This was a system that was put in place for survival because you know you needed to validate your own existence as a little human being you know and being like i exist i you know i want to feel good about it it's kind of weird here <laughs> like you know and um just like finding different ways to validate yourself you know i think it's important i know for myself as a recovering people pleaser it's like when I notice that I'm looking for validation outside of myself rather than like cringe or feel shame, which innately do tend to be the very first emotions that flare up, I then have compassion for myself and then I'll find a way to validate myself and like, oh, okay, like, you know, yeah, like, no, you do look good in that. Yeah, you should do that. You know what? You're really great at that. Why are you looking for it outside? You know you're great at that. Don't doubt yourself. You know, and just talk to yourself like you would to one of your best friends. Talk to yourself like you would to the person that you love, like whoever it is, you know, like or even if you don't, you're, you're not one to communicate like that, like what you think in your head, like whoever you admire, like putting yourself in that lens to be like, yo, I really admire and appreciate me, you know, and that's really where it's coming from. We're looking to be admired and validated from it. That's what people pleasing is, you know, really when you boil it down. It's like that's what we're pulling from people. But the thing is, I think where it gets kind of like mixy and, and uh, staticky is like when we're uh, unconsciously pulling compliments and energy from people and we don't know it and they might know it or they may not know it. And then when you become aware of it, it's almost like jarring, you know, it could be like embarrassing, like, oh my goodness, I really wore this outfit to do this. I, I took this picture to get these likes. I do I did this to do that. And it's like, yeah, you did it. So what? Like you thought you needed that to survive in some like very primal view in your head. Like now you realize you don't need it to survive. So put it down. Pick something else up or just stay kind of empty handed until you realize what it is that you're actually yearning for and then give it to yourself, you know. So, yeah, that's how I feel about people pleasing today. Uh, going into being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Hmm. You know, anxiety aside and like the fear of the unknown or it's like another thing, too. It's like. All common thread, right? Being vulnerable. Everybody wants to be courageous. Nobody wants to be vulnerable. When we are vulnerable, in order to just like Bri uh, Brianne Brown, Bre Brene Brown, Brene Brown, she always mentions in her like TED Talks and podcasts and her books and all the things, it's like in order to be courageous, you need to be vulnerable. And uh, she does a whole thing with like the definitions of everything. But essentially, you know, just to kind of, give a gist because I'm not going to remember it word for word. Being vulnerable just means that you're like open, right? You're open. So like when you're vulnerable, you can have good things happen and you can have negative things happen. If you take your shield down and you're like, hi, I exist like this, you could be applauded or you can have arrows shot at you. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a part of, being courageous right because now you're courageous for putting your shield down you're courageous for showing 
yourself behind the mask. You're courageous for doing this thing that maybe so many other people were afraid to do. So like, let's use for example, you know, say you're an incredible musician and you are afraid to go in front of people and talk. The more open you are to getting just like you're going to get positive feedback, you're going to get negative feedback, whether that's verbally or body language wise, right? If you go up and you do it for yourself, you do it for the, you know, whatever your reasoning is, whatever your why is, whether it's for yourself, your family, for all the people who couldn't, whatever it is, like, and you know your why and you kind of embody that and carry that with you, the better it feels and then you, the more empowered you feel in doing that. But it's like you're going to feel uncomfortable. If anybody tells you different, like, I don't know, that's not my personal experience. I'm not going to tell you they're wrong. I'm just going to say, like, that's that's rare, you know, like going and doing something. There's been so many different things that I've done. I didn't public speak. I didn't do podcasting or do moon ceremonies and stuff like that. Just out, out the womb. You know what I mean? I, Oh, I had to like take my pride aside or my fears aside and be like, well, why do I want to do this? It's bigger than me. Usually that's what most people's why it's like, it's bigger than me. And then sometimes it's like, yo, this is just for me. And that's okay too. Like you shouldn't feel guilty if something is just for you as well. You know, and you understand your why, you feel grounded in it, and then you walk forward. You might be shaking in your boots, but you still walk forward, and then you could look back and be proud of yourself. You can validate yourself, be proud of yourself in a really good way. So it's kind of beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to uh, to put yourself out there and to be vulnerable. And, like, when you're putting yourself out there, you got to remember, like, nobody is you. Like, you might have things in common with people, but no one would be you. So n no you is going to be out there already. So it's exciting. You get to share yourself with the world. And I think that's pretty special and pretty cool. You know, so shout out to Mike for that. And shout out to Ashley and Lori for these questions that came up so far. You know, a few other folks had wrote on these questions as well. And shout out to everybody. You know, I don't know if anybody wants to have their name tied to the question. So I'm just going to kind of put it out there in that way where <laughs> y'all are being acknowledged but not tied to any specific question so yeah you know th another another thing that came up was um rebirth and uh loss and new beginnings so like those are two separate themes that were coming up for people um that are kind of interchangeable you know in that way where we can't have rebirth without loss, right? We got to sacrifice something and or, you know, something is sacrificed for us. Maybe we don't have even, you know, the ability to make the decision and or, you know, we lose something. Loss isn't always death. Um, death isn't always physical. And it's it could look and feel very different for many different people. You know, like I experienced loss last week and uh, in a way that like, you know, the dog that I had for like 14 years passed and that was like really rough for me, you know, and I've been navigating that and like the grief that comes with that. And, um, you know, it's so interesting because when, when we lose things or like when we experience deaths or death within ourselves or death surrounding us in any way, shape or form, it's like, you know, now we have to navigate grief. Even sometimes before the death actually occurs, we have to navigate grief because we know it's coming, whether that's in a relationship, whether that's in, <clears throat> Uh, job, you know, whether that's in friendship, whether that's in physical reality, family member, whatever the case is. And, uh, 
you know, we kind of feel it coming sometimes. If we're really listening to our body, we'll feel it coming. We'll know something's changing. And in that moment, we either kind of grapple on and dig our nails in deep to uh, whatever surface we can grab onto out of fear of change, you know, which is human nature, you know, nothing to feel bad about that. And, um, and or, you know, we move, we accept, and we kind of move with it, uh, not against it, right? And we're kind of accepting what's happening and looking at it in a different perspective. Like, the whole uh, Western concept of death is uh, really selfish in my opinion and really uh I feel like it's just not healthy for anyone right because when we when even let's talk about like death like dying death like physical dying when someone dies it's like you have to be so sad you have to cry everyone wears black it's all these different things right there's an expectation there's an expectation to have it that way. Of course, we're all going to feel our emotions. We're going to feel lost. We're going to groove the empty space in our own right. But then there's some cultures that celebrate, you know, because they know it's not the end. You know, energy never dies. Regardless of your belief system, you can be anything, really. Energy never dies. Like, that's a proven concept, right? It just changes. So regardless of where you think that they are or where they go, something it's like just like they died they're reborn somewhere in some way shape or form right in their next lifetime or in whatever it is like i said that you believe in and that could also be celebrated you know it doesn't have to be morbid it doesn't have to be like you know super uh saturated and centered in sadness like feel your grief yes be sad yes cry your fucking eyes out dude like do whatever you need to do. Scream on the top of your lungs. Punch something that, you know, maybe might bounce back in a soft way. Maybe a pillow, you know. Let's, let's be healthy about it, right? You know, but do whatever it is that you need to do. And then whenever it is that you feel like you can, you know, you give yourself that space. Like the other day, for example, I gave myself that space. I tend to like to go into uh, to get my car washed when I, like, I'm feeling, like, heavy emotions, like, Especially if I'm in the car, like, I just want to go to a car wash and then I'll go into the car wash. And then while I'm in the car wash, like, I'll hysterically cry and I'll scream on the top of my lungs. And that's, like, uh, my therapy. I give myself that, like, five minutes where I'm just in this other world of car wash. <laughs> and, like, as my vehicle is getting cleaned, my vehicle is getting cleaned. Um, you know, so... That's something that, that I do and I tend, I'll give myself because in the past, like I've given myself too much space to wallow and then it doesn't benefit me. It actually hinders me from living my life. So now I'm also dead with the person energetically because I can't manage to get myself out of that grief or sadness, right? You give yourself the space to feel it, but then you also got to give yourself the accountability, right? You have the compassion to feel it, but you give yourself the accountability to know like, okay, well, I've been crying and I haven't showered in two days. Maybe I should get up and take a shower. Okay, I have to get up and take a shower. Okay, I have to get up and drink water, you know? And it's like the accountability, the accountability to your own existence and doing the things that you need to do for yourself, you know, so... Navigating loss and rebirth is always going to look different. I mean, sometimes rebirth hurts too, right? Like sometimes like, like you come out like a like a new person. You're like, who is that? Like, 
I don't even know her. Like, do I like her? Do we like, are we okay with it? Like, you know, because you're so used you to yourself in a certain light and then you see yourself in a different light and you're like, oh, hmm. Is this real? Is this authentic? It's like, oh, no, you just peeled off a layer. Like, you shedded the snake skin. Like, you are just getting a new skin. Like, the old skin wasn't suiting you anymore. Maybe had a little holes in it, some cuts, some scrapes, some trauma pent up, you know? And we're just kind of shedding it and getting deeper and deeper into the core of ourselves, right? And just learning, just learning as we go along. So, you know, I guess, like, a lot of times... Any kind of birth or rebirth is going to hurt, right? You know, even the people, the beautiful women who give birth and have great birth experiences, it still hurts to some spectrum, right? I would imagine so. Um, so, yeah, rebirth hurts. feels uncomfortable, but uh, it's a beautiful thing, right? Because you're bringing new life, new life, new light, new perspectives into a space that um, maybe didn't have it before so yeah death and rebirth that's a little bit on that i love these these themes that everybody's bringing up and the topics that I, that everybody's talking about i feel like they're really relatable and you know that's what wednesday is all about is kind of just seeing what's going on in the world and like just talking about it with you guys and like whether you have questions or whether you just want to talk about themes or you want to hop on here and you want to go boop, 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 back and forth we can do that you know, but Wednesdays are all about just tuning into ourselves and the balance of what's going on around us, kind of validating ourselves like, hmm, oh, wow, that's been coming up. Like a lot of people said kind of the same thing in here. Maybe you were feeling alone. Now you get reminded that you're not. You know, we're all kind of feeling that in one way, shape or form. You're still your individual person experiencing your individual experience having and processing whatever it is that's coming up for you. But it doesn't mean that you're alone and you don't have to carry that burden of feeling or thinking that you're alone either. I feel like I'm missing one. Being less apologetic, navigating retrograde, not people pleasing, accountability, being vulnerable, rebirth, lost and forgettings. Christine put wedding, you know, and shout out to you and celebrations to you for that. Um, and... Okay, here we go. <laughs> Lori said, doing the fucking work, regardless of how hard it is. So, you know, that part right there, sis, is just, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what all of this is all about. That's what coming together and talking about any of these self-reflective things are, you know. It's like, you know, feeling like, you might be sore from a workout, but knowing that you still got one more in you, you know, and like just doing it, you know, feeling like you don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody that you love, but like being like, oh, I know this might be like, uh, but let me just get myself in a grounded space and I can go about it in a, in a better way. Cause even if you anticipate something being like heavy or something, you can still like come get yourself into a grounded space and then, change the energy about it because if you're going about something like fuck i don't want to do this like you know even whether it's a workout whether it's a conversation whether whatever it is whatever it could be if you're coming at it in that spectrum like fuck i don't want to do this shit right now like yeah there's space and potential that it could change while you're doing it 
But something I found within myself and like what I've noticed in watching other people as well is like when you change your mindset before actually going into something, you change the energy of what's going on around. Why are we waiting for other things to change our energy? We walk into a space and why can't we change the energy into a better thing? Why can't we go into a room and simply because we're in a fucking good mood, everybody else is just feeling the ripples of that rather than the opposite spectrum of like, you're in bad mood, you pass on that bad mood. You know, and I think that that's just something that we need reminded of to know of like how powerful we actually are and doing these different things. Like we, in holding ourselves accountable for our own vibrations, for our own energy, for our own moods in a big way. We can do some dope shit. Like, it's like we're literally doing alchemy. We're walking into a space and we're like, actually, you know, this could use a little bit more pizzazz. Let me just fucking get myself in a little bit better of a mood. And then, boom, you just watch it and you see it bounce off of people, you know. And I think that that's pretty cool. And it's like just as you know, negative or lower frequencies or vibrational energies are kind of easier to pass, right? Because it's it's like, I don't know exactly why. I guess it's because maybe if we're in a neutral space, it's closer, you know? Um, kind of thinking of like a radio, right? If you're If you're trying to get to Hot 97 and you're like on 90... 6.9 you know and it's like close you can drop down you might be able to hear it a little bit right but and then but if you're trying to go up it's like if you're trying to listen to like 105.1 like that's a far jump to get to like you got to kind of like turn the little knob around a few times to get there so it's like it's just easier it's easier to just look at things and be like fuck this sucks right rather than being like hmm why is this happening what what is the reaction that's coming out of me what what is this experiencing warranting out of me rather than why me like why not me why is this happening for me not to me for me you know and just kind of like switching that around and just going from there and just you know alchemizing our lives like in in a really real and grounded way it doesn't have to be like super esoteric and like even though it is in a big way it's just it doesn't have to be worded like that you know just be responsible for your own vibration be responsible for your own energy and watch the way your life will turn like i don't really got to say more than that like you'll just see it like i don't got to really talk about more than that so i'm just leave off on that be responsible for your own energy just like you know even in the beginning of this podcast i came in i was a little bit kind of like i don't know i wouldn't say like antsy maybe antsy i don't know i don't know a good word for it but i was not grounded as grounded as i'd like to be so I took responsibility for my energy. I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to pull out this root chakra bowl and I'm going to ground myself. If y'all feel like you want to do it, you can do it too. If you don't, then skip that part, you know? It's 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 your world. You do what you want. So, yeah, thank you for everybody who shared their topics and um, their themes. And I'm happy that we got to kind of like talk about that. And we're going to get into the energy forecast of this week and something that we should be focused on, what we should be stay away from and things of that sort. So let me pull out these cards. I didn't even have one sip of my tea, y'all. I'm going to have a sip. 
Are Not the Flowers, The Stars of Earth by Clara Lucas Balfour. Cute. I like it. anybody who is open to receiving a reading at this time whoever is tuned in now who will tune in in the future may this message come to us in a good way may we receive it full-heartedly Take everything that resonates and leave anything that does not. So we're going to start off today with what is it that... Hmm, can't do it. I'm, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to do the opposite. What is it that we should do to empower ourselves at this time? At this time that you're listening to it. Because time is but an illusion. So whenever you hear this, I pray great spirit in a good way. Please use me to be the conduit. Send the message to whoever is listening at this time. To receive the message in full. What would benefit them? What can be empowered at this time? Practice self-soothing. You have the power to confront to comfort yourself when you are upset place your hand gently over your heart and send unconditional love to ease tension and frustration so you know kind of what we were talking about before is like when we're getting triggered or when we're feeling uncomfortable and when we're navigating these emotions like that same place that uh the people pleasing tendencies kind of live in in that little nook is the same place that we can kind of fill ourselves with self-soothing and finding these healthy coping mechanisms that we do, like putting your hand on your heart and just like feeling that pressure right there might feel good for you. You know, giving yourself a hug, like as corny as it might sound, like it might feel good for you. Like, you know, pinching your hands or doing something, you know, that gets you back into your body. I think that that's the most important thing. And the message that's here is like, we can empower ourselves by being in our body. Uh, a lot of times we want to leave our body because our mind kind of takes us places and we're not being grounded. So we'll kind of like doom scroll or think about 17 different scenarios or remember an embarrassing thought that we had, you know, when we were in the fourth grade and we tripped in front of a group of people like, and it could, we're almost addicted to that. Like we're addicted to this. We could be addicted to leaving ourselves and abandoning ourselves you know, um, because maybe that's something we experience in our life and we're kind of following suit. So if, if that, if any of that hits or resonates with you, you know, I just want to encourage you to, to hold yourself and, and soothe yourself when you, when you're feeling that discomfort and, uh, you know, you deserve it. You deserve to have the space held for you by yourself, you know, uh, as well as with other people. But there's a certain sovereignty that you'll find in that, especially if that's a common thread of like people-pleasing and maybe some codependency tendencies. Nourish yourself and like come, in, come, come into that space where, you know, you can give yourself that as a gift. So, yeah. 
what should we be focusing on at this time or centering? So I'm going to just look at these real quick because they did flop out. Okay. Slowly cut. All right. Okay, okay. So right now, sometimes when the cards flip out, like literally like flip, I'm kind of like, you know, no one asked you yet. I didn't pull you yet. Get back in there. You know, you got to set your boundaries with your cards too with everything. Uh, but these these ones, um, these ones are pretty spot on. So what's coming up right now for us to focus on is uh, we're in this place that a light is, is starting to glow. Like we're focusing whatever we are focusing on and we're feeding is blossoming right we're in spring things are starting to grow they're popping out of the ground flowers are coming back trees are blooming so we're blossoming we want to make sure that we're giving that attention and focus on to the things that we actually want rather than what we're afraid of because if we're constantly centering and talking about the things that we are afraid of or our darkest fears and the things that we don't want to happen we're actually feeding it we're not starving it we're feeding it we're giving it energy and attention and it's not to not acknowledge these things it's just about putting boundaries and uh and disciplining that you know it's like oh, okay like you know you might have to be late to something right because maybe the alarm didn't go off and you're worried like oh i'm gonna be late oh, this, this, this is going to happen. We start thinking, boom, 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 boom. And we start creating all of these different scenarios of what can happen. I invite you in those moments, as hard as it might be while it's happening, is to go back into that self-soothing place and being like, I'll get there where I'm supposed to. Maybe that alarm went off and, you know, you, you didn't hear it or whatever happened. And maybe it was for a reason. Maybe, God forbid, if you woke up on time, you could have gotten into a car accident because somebody was driving crazy, you know, or maybe you missed a bus that some like fucked up shit was happening on, you know. Invite yourself to change the perspective when that fear space comes up, when that anxious space comes up. Another thing that's coming up right now is. This is the time that. I, because it's we're in the retrograde period, uh, it's it's coming up in this reverse manner of. It says take the lead, right? So taking the lead in what? It's taking the lead in our passions, right? And what feeds our spirit specifically? It's a wand card, so it's a fire energy. And what is it that taking? the lead to nourishing ourself and our spirituality and our passions like not only our like you know not only like building an altar and, and lighting a candle yes that's important if you if that ritual helps structure and remind you what you need to do for yourself and your reality absolutely do that but it, it's it's very it's very it's a for you situation like the energy that's coming up is like you could take the lead within your own life energetically, take responsible for your vibration, right? Be responsible for your vibration. Uh, you don't even have to talk about it. You know, just, it's for you. Like, it's it's for you. Um, 
it's inward, you know? Like, even if you look at the card, it's a hand holding, like, the fire, right? And in the fire, the hand is, is facing towards me. Like, it's, it's for me. And, it's, and if it's for me, it's also for you, right? So it's for y'all. But just nurturing. So, like, paying attention to what we're feeding. It's just kind of reaffirming everything that we were talking about. And that's what I think that is so interesting about cards is, like, this whole podcast in itself was kind of a reading for all of us. And then these cards were just affirming everything that we kind of did and scried within having conversations, sharing ideals. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. So, so moving on. What is it that we should surrender to during this week? Surrender to your soul's path. Your life's journey has been perfectly designed for your soul's growth. Embrace every lesson and every moment. I know the impatient people are tired about this one, but it, it is what it is. You know, like some things are just not going to be very clear right now. You know, some people are kind of wondering, like, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? Where where am I supposed to go? Like, what what's coming up? Like, and feeling that pressure. And, you know, of course, like, look at the look at the reality around us like of course we're feeling that pressure you know that's normal and it's just another reminder to surrender to your soul's path so how can we word that in another way where it's not like oh so into my soul's path how do i even do that well surrender to what feels nourishing for your soul like let's let's reword that like if you are you know all of a sudden you're sitting in front of the TV and you decide that like you just start folding a piece of paper and then you come to realize that you love origami and origami completely nourishes your soul. Do some more of that. You know, if you realize that you go on a walk because you, your car got a flat tire or you ran out of gas and you have to walk to the gas station and you're like, hmm, I feel so good right now while I'm walking. Pick up walking. It doesn't necessarily have to be career-based. It can also be career-based and it can also apply to that. But how are you going to find your soul's path, your career, your uh, life you know, purpose in the moment or whatever the case is, like, how are you going to find it if you're not following the cues that are going to take you there? You know, it might look like something little, just like in the beginning of the bowl. Like, it's that little vibration that expands and gets bigger. You'll find something. It's like when you're, when you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog and there's the little, the little orb, and I feel like that's in mad video games too, right? Where there's that orb and you have to click and go and then you follow it, right? It's like, oh, okay, follow me here. Boom. And it takes you to the other part of the video game. That's what you're doing when you're following what excites you. What makes you feel super passionate? What what fans your flames? Like, follow that spark. Nobody else can tell you what that spark is. Nobody can paint it out. You go to the best medium, best reader, you go whoever, and they might be able to give you the parameters that spirit allows them to, but you ultimately have to discern what it is that you're chasing, following, pursuing, walking towards, moving with, attracting, Right? Yeah, and that's pretty much that. So I'm going to end off with the Peace of Mind book, The Daily Meditations for Easing Stress. And let's see what today's word is. And then I will see y'all next Wednesday.
Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Okay. Today's the 11th, right? Yeah. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Fear is the dark room where negatives are developed by Anonymous. Fear is the dark room where negatives are developed. Anonymous. Remember some of your childhood fears, the ones that used to keep you up at night, reduce you to tears, or make you run to your parents. Many were probably natural childhood fears. An imagined monster under the bed, the first day of school, snakes, spiders, or even the dark. Now, when you think back on those fears, you can laugh. But what happens when you are confronted with today's fears? Meeting new people, paying your monthly expenses, speaking in in front of others, spending time with your parents, giving up an obsession. Instead of understanding why you fear these things, you may let fear overrun you. Today, you can put put the things you fear in perspective by asking yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? Perhaps the people you meet won't like you. You won't be able to buy new shoes you wanted, or you'll bundle you'll be a bundle of nerves before your speech. Or on the other hand, what you fear may may not be negative. Maybe you won't have an argument with your parents, or you will be able to kick your habit. Whatever your fears may be, you need to see them as in- instructive lessons, not frightening monsters. Study one of your fears today to see what you can learn from what you can learn from it. Oh, let me re- read that sentence. Whatever your fears may be, you need to see them as instructive lessons, not frightening monsters. Study one of your fears today to see what you can learn from it. Once you understand each new lesson, you'll have a lot less to fear. And today's affirmation. I believe that there's nothing in my life to be afraid of. Today, I will strive to understand my fears. Isn't it so funny how that works? Yeah, it just tied everything full circle. So, you know, thank you all for tuning in. And I really hope that everything gets you in a good way. And that you take that moment, you know, to trust yourself when you want to be vulnerable and understand how courageous that is. And look at your fears and as your allies rather than your enemies. And maybe like, considering that the friendship isn't working anymore you know it's not like they're your long-term enemies that are like against you like the fears we have are set in place because some way some place in our brain utilizes them to kind of create safety if we don't do this fear if we don't participate in this fear we will be safe you know and then sometimes it makes us unsafe ironically so just sitting with that and what comes up with our fear and sometimes fear looks like other things so also being mindful of that as well and being patient with yourself compassion with yourself and make sure that you remember to soothe yourself and um, pay attention to what you're you're feeding and what you're watering and follow what is making you feel good and what's making you feel passionate so That's the message for today. The reading is now closed. Thank you all, and I will see you next Wednesday.